Hello, hello. Welcome in for another episode of By Order of the Peaky Blinders. Daniel here alongside Josh. Mr. Levy, how you doing today? Doing great. Work has been kicking my butt lately, so this is this is nice to get on here and spew. Spew some peaky spew. Spew. Spew some peaky spew. Some I'm definitely, some I'm definitely, definitely not okay, but uh, excited to talk peaky. Any other content we have going on doing great i'm nice and warm in south florida miami it's nice and 75 degrees while daniel what are you are you celebrating 40 degrees up in uh indiana i did my best tommy shelby impression this morning and i played some golf i played some golf it was cold it was like 47 and i was so happy to see the sun um, I am I am excited that next week we're supposed to hit the big 6-0, which is a number I never thought I would be celebrating on my thermostat. But uh, yeah, and you know, talking to some people that are surrounding the Peaky Blinder filming crew, maybe in the works for a potential interview in the next few weeks, it sounds like they are happy to be out of Scotland, back filming in the UK. And as of today, they are filming in Liverpool. And there are a lot of umbrellas, Josh. And, and we'll, we'll make sure to post all of these photos over to our Facebook at facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast. Most of our information is coming from the main season six update Instagram, Peaky Blinders season six. So I thank my compatriot across the pond, a fantastic female Patriot, excuse me, Peaky fan. Now she might be a Patreon fan. We, it's a little bit more of an anonymous list. I don't like to to tell our non-Patreon members who is on our Patreon. But if you're interested in that, I mean, I guess Josh and I would be more than happy to uh, hit you with 70 plus bonus episodes for just $5 over on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. But yeah, they've returned to Liverpool. According to Anthony Byrne, Josh, they are done with the night shoots. This was as of uh, about a week and a half ago. So there's not going to be any... Uh, no, uh, no season seven Game of Thrones kind of stuff going on with the with the night shoot. <laughs> that is something that I was just thinking about. Like, they 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 do their night their night shoots and their day shoots, but like obviously there's like overlapping and like chronology and chronology of when those scenes actually happen. So like I find it super interesting how they film scenes ahead of time that happened after before like you know what i mean it's just it's very interesting and it's kind of weird like i can't imagine acting to that it's it's got to be the number one most um like challenging but also the number one thing that non-actors probably don't understand right like the normies like us we don't get that anya taylor joy might have filmed all of the moscow scenes of the queen's gambit in the beginning Right. And then she went back in time as an orphan. And so, you know, I, I do want to spread some love. Josh and I have to be just the biggest Anya Taylor Joy. Maybe not are, the biggest, but how about the no, first? We are, We're we are, one of the first Anya Taylor Joy fans in the podcasting world. And our queen pro Anya Taylor Joy podcast. Our by queen far. our queen's got herself a globe, man. And that's pretty no, congratulations to her. Her career, her her career has taken off and that is an understatement her trajectory and her career is just sky's the limit for her i'm very happy for her she's a great actress has a has a very interesting story very interesting diverse background 
she lived in Miami for like two seconds of her life, which was pretty cool. It says she's <laughs> from Miami. So that's all that, remember, remember when we first, and listen, our OG fans will remember this. When Josh and I first went, like we're, we're like scrolling through people's IMDBs and Anya Taylor-Joy is a new addition to the cast, blah, blah, blah. And then we're like, wait, she's from Miami. And we freaked out for half of a minute before we realized, we realized that, that she's she British. For like, she was there for like a second. She's like, was lived in like Argentina. She lived in Miami. She lived in the UK and like, but she doesn't have a British accent, obviously. Her. No, she does. She has a very British accent, John. Right, but but I'm saying in like all of the stuff that that she plays. Right. Well, the things that we've seen she her plays purely Queen, American. Queen's Gambit and Peaky and Peaky and Split. You're in, right. And in Split. Her, in her three main roles, she is only American, like purely. Not to mention, people. she's in the newest. Um, I think it's like Marvel, but it's supposed to be like the new style to young people. It's called the New Mutants, which. Uh, which has Probably. Maisie Williams um, from oh, from, Game from, of Thrones. Pe- from Game of Thrones. It's got Charlie Heaton, who I really liked in Stranger Things as like the older brother, Jonathan. So that'll be interesting. That's one of those things that like, who knows how it's going to be, if it's come Probably out. Not good. I don't right. even know if it's come out or not. It's like an X-Men, but now that Marvel owns X-Men. So that's something that, that Anya Taylor-Joy has. She's also in the making of like 19 different things, including, and this is something that I really wanted to touch on here in our Anya praise. You remember Mad Max? Of course. It's one of you remember, the best movies in the last 20 years. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Do you remember Charlize Theron's character, Furiosa? Yes. There is a movie coming out in 2023 called Furiosa. Wow. Starring Anya Taylor-Joy in the origin story of the renegade warrior before she teamed up with Mad Max. Do you know who the other two actors that are attached to this movie are with Anya Taylor-Joy? Who else? Who else? A little guy by the name of Chris Hemsworth. Ooh. AKA Thor. And the recently awarded Yaya Abdul-Mateen, who was absolutely dominant in Watchmen, The Trial of the Chicago 7, and he was also in Aquaman. So that is, I mean, we haven't even, listen, we don't do the next year on, we don't like to do that stuff until the end of the year when when I when Josh is, is super busy and Daniel does a solo podcast going through every single peaky actor and says what they're doing the next year. So we're going to save most of that, but I had to give a shout out to Anya Taylor-Joy there. I talked with Marissa about one more Peaky Blinders character, actor more, that I should say, that won a Golden Globe, Josh. And this was something that kind of blew me away. Cause, but you haven't seen The Crown yet, so it's not necessarily going to hit the I've same seen, way. I've seen like the first two seasons. I mean, you haven't it. seen The New Crown. I'm still on the boat. I'm still on the boat. You're on, you know, it, trust me. No, no like, like, Nobody's like getting- literally, literally, I'm at, I'm at the part of season two where... They're on the boat. Oh, I thought you meant that you haven't gotten off like the bandwagon. No, yet of, like of the crowd. <laughs> no, I, I mean both. Like literally, I'm I'm on the boat, and metaphorically, I'm also on the boat. Well, I think the best character of season three and four, probably the best acted character. I don't want to say the best actor. I don't want to throw any shade to anyone, especially Olivia Coleman, who is like also a queen and the queen. But Josh O'Connor, who played Prince Charles just won a golden globe for his performance josh and i had no idea that he was in peaky blinders who is he he in peaky blinders he played ada's gay roommate for like two and a half minutes oh my god that's isn't that nuts very 
So uh, congratulations to him. One more award announcement here that really just ties our podcast in full circle. And I mean, really, we couldn't be more shouted out by this BAFTA announcement for the five rising star nominees. And now this is like, this is a little odd to me, okay? Now, I, you know, we're gonna, we'll talk a little bit about this afterwards. But Conrad Khan, who is the newest Peaky Blinders edition, who we don't know who he will play. He is young. He's about 21 years old, but he looks like he's 15. So he could be a son of someone. He could be an immigrant. He could be a protege. There are a lot of different options. He was in a, a movie that was highly critically acclaimed, but more importantly, he was like the star. It was like his first starring role. It was called County Lines, which was about like a coming of age film, 14 year old boy who was groomed into a criminal network. And so this has garnered Conrad Khan to be in this prestigious group, all right? This is the, these are the newcomers, the, the rising stars, I should call them. They, they, in America, we call them like uh, best new artists. Right. But in, in the UK, it's rising stars. We got a woman by the name of Buki Bakray, a woman by the name of Morfid Clark, and I'll talk about them in a minute. Then we got our guy Kingsley Ben Adir, who is blowing up after dying via blowing up Ben Younger. Didn't do that on purpose. RFP, um, RFP. But, but he was Malcolm X in the great one night in, in Miami that just was um, dropped on Amazon Prime. He also plays Barack Obama in the Comey rule. And he's got a few big roles coming up as well. And our favorite actor of 2020, Josh, that's not Anya Taylor-Joy, Sope Derisu from Gangs of London. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's, is, that's our guy. This is a crew right here. We've got three by order of the Peaky Blinders studs, two Peaky Blinders, one Gangs of London nominated for Rising Star. You actually might remember a couple of these other people. Buki uh, Bukre, probably not. She's been in one movie called Rocks. So this is truly Rising Star. Not quite sure how Kingsley Benadir found his way in here because I feel like he, I mean, I guess 2020 was big for him, but I just feel like he's a little bit bigger of a star in my mind. Obviously, Sope Derisu, we talked about him. He was in The Huntsman, Winter's War, that was also starring Chris Hemsworth with Conrad Khan. So there's a little bit of connection there between Gangs of London and Peaky Blinders. So excited to have Conrad Khan aboard. Have no idea if he's going to be British, French, American, Canadian, so many options here in season six, Josh. It's it's definitely interesting that we just have like so many brand new characters that are coming onto the scene. I don't know who this character is supposed to be. Probably Carl, probably Charlie. Maybe he's gonna be in the spinoff Nannies of Birmingham. <laughs> you, you, you really just don't know, but it's cool because I mean, obviously this this kid's a great actor. He's he's probably gonna be like the like the the Timothy Chalamet of like the UK or something. Yep. Even though, do we even think though, Tim, is Timothy Chalamet British? Is he? He he he. It, it feels like it feels like the name Timothy. No, Chalamet. he's American. He's American. He's wow. American. He definitely Manhattan. probably has Manhattan right. He there. was born in Manhattan. Yes. But anyways, he this this guy seems like he's he's a rising star. He's uh, probably a great actor. So I'm excited to see what role he plays. And if he's this good of an actor, it's not just some Joe Schmo role. It's probably some integral part 
obviously he's not some like giant antagonist to to the show because I don't think that a young kid is gonna be kicking Tommy off off his boots, you know, I, taking him aback. But I think I think the common guesses have been one of John's sons that we saw running around in season one. Remember he had like a boatload of yes, kids for Esme. That's true. That is a possibility. There's also the chance that I'm, I'm leaning towards the fact that this is a red herring thrown at us, that we are all guessing that he's going to be a Shelby and, all, and he's just going to be a, like a street kid from Birmingham no, that no. Tommy picks up. And, and yep, I, th- I mean, that's no. my guess. That, that would be stupid. Why? Why can't we see him grooming the next Tommy Shelby? Because, because why then the Tommy's- would he care? Why would he care about picking up some random kid and grooming him? Well, maybe we're going to find out in episode one of and season that, that six. That would just be so off the beaten path of a storyline when there's so much to fit into six episodes plus a movie. Okay. That's true. In my opinion. No, it's, I mean, it's possible. I commend you for, for, for thinking outside the box. <laughs> but I think it's going to have to be Carl or it's going to be Charlie. Like, like, I don't think that Stephen Knight and Anthony Byrne and everyone involved is really trying to like throw people off the beaten path. We'll see. I I would hate for Carl to turn into a good guy. Let's just make that very clear. We are an anti-Carl Thorne podcast. Yes. We don't like people who don't like black people. We don't he like doesn't like Jewish people either. Correct. We don't like people who side with fascists. But if, if this guy, Conrad Kahn, the actor, wants to join up with Oswald Mosley, then maybe we do have a big antagonist from a young kid. Right. Like, that I would mean, be interesting. That would be stupid. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But like, <laughs> Oswald, these like freaking mastermind geniuses of horror and terror are not well, going... The, the, you, know what, you don't think he wants to groom a protege? I'm all he's, about he, grooming protege. He's not like grooming them to be like a spy, like, like, be like one of Lord Varys's little spies from Game of Thrones. Like that's not what they're using. That's not what, that's not what they're doing. This is a but, big game actor. Let's just, I mean, he's not actually, but he's about to be. Pe- Peaky Blinders turns kids into big name actors. I mean, you look at Finn Cole and you look at Kingsley ben and you look at what probably is going to be a solid career for the kid who plays uh, Finn Shelby, right? I mean, you ha- I have to think that a lot of these guys are getting big starts and the dude uh, that played Freddie Thorne got his start with Peaky, decided- yeah, I mean, to I, when you said Finn Cole, I was like, he's not Finn a Cole, kid. That's Michael, Michael Gray. Oh, I know. And then I look it up and I'm like, wait, he's 25. Yeah, so when he started, <laughs> he was probably 22. That's crazy. He, he is so young. I thought he was like 30. Yeah, he's a stud, big fan. Do you, want big, take him, do you want to take him to dinner or, or what? I mean, I already took him on my soccer team. So, like, I mean, he's you, leading. He's take leading. Him, take him to crew. dinner first, right? Like, By the way, Josh, Ted Lasso, Golden Globe, boom. I need to, I need to get on that, on, on that train, but I, I, everyone is, like, obsessed with it to another level. It's to the point where there, there's, a, there's a sports podcast here in America that is extremely popular. It's called Pardon My Take. And the fact that even they – have gone into it. And it's like, everyone realizes that it's a meta show. It's a show that you go into it and you think it's going to be corny. And everyone thinks that the main guy is corny, Ted Lasso. And then you love Ted Lasso and they love Ted Lasso. And everyone starts to turn around on Ted Lasso. And then by the end of it, you're just like crying and it's just amazing. And it's just a great did you, show. Did, did you cry? There was no moment where I personally cried, um, but I could see where people could definitely get Let it out. Let it, it out. Was, we want this emotional this scene. Is a safe space. 
This is a safe space here, Daniel. You can definitely let it out. So speaking of crying, there was an announcement that kind of slipped under the radar recently of a returning character in Peaky Blinders that I'll be honest, I didn't think we'd see back. And there's another game, Gangs of London Peaky Blinders connection, and it's Emmett Scanlon playing Billy Grade. He posted an Instagram picture of Peaky Blinders Series 6, uh, you know, Karen Mandebach Productions Limited, so basically his script, and saying, Billy Grade, back in town. And that is, uh, that's interesting that's, to me. That is interesting, because he's not going to be in the show unless he's doing some fuck shit. Well, do you think that he can continue to go unnoticed, right? Like if we go back in time, how smart is Finn? That's the real thing, right? Like does Finn and Isaiah, was it Isaiah? I don't even, I think it was just Finn and another character. It Do was you, Finn, it was Finn. It was just Finn, you think? No, he was with someone else. Did they realize that Billy Grade was the rat? I'm not sure if they did. It, we, need, we need to go back and, and, and look to, to check our bases here, but uh my my sense that is that he is only going to be in the show to do to do something for somebody and tommy could very well just use him now that he has him to be his like, soccer goalie right in his in his new team i'm gonna punch you through the screen right now <laughs> he's a professional goalie i <laughs> <laughs> anyways He's 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 doing some shit, okay? He's gonna he's gonna do some shit against somebody. But what what, what brings me back to what I'm saying, and I'm confident. I don't rewatching is would be great, and you know, feedback from people and correcting us would be fantastic. But I'm confident that it comes down to whether Finn Shelby can remember that he told Billy in an offhanded remark that they were gonna, you know, kill Oswald mostly. And there was going to be something big that happened. But if Finn doesn't remember that that one little remark was spoken, there's no way for anyone to suspect that it was Billy Grade that leaked the information. So he could definitely just file right in as the black hat in season six without I, I anyone have, realizing. I have such a feeling that some, someone is going to send you some pretty nasty feedback about how we just effed up this whole entire plot. How though? I, I remember, I you know, they, he's, I don't think he's sitting at the desk. Finn, it walks in. He's got a bunch of cash. He tells Billy that he's going to go get some strippers or have some crazy time, remember? And then Billy says, oh, what's going on tonight? And Finn just casually mentions that the cavalry's in town. And they're going to He's like, who realizes that Billy, that Finn told Billy Grade that? Like, it wasn't That's the thing. Finn. Is, is are we going to have... And, and that comes back to the conversation of, do we think that season six will just continue from where season five let out? Or will there be that time jump that I am predicting? And, you know, with the fact that we've got a 21-year-old who may be playing Carl or Charlie, who were like seven in the end of season five, does that mean there might be like a 10-year time jump? Well, if there is a time jump, obviously. I, everything that we were saying about whether it's Carl or Charlie has to be a time jump. Correct. Which, which would mean that, like, hopefully it wouldn't be until, like, later on in the show. It wouldn't just be, like, right away because that would suck if it was a time jump right away. Why, but though? That's what happened last season. It just started in 1929. It wasn't like a 15- to 10-year time jump. It was like a couple-year time. I feel like Michael was a in America time, for, like, a few years. I don't know. I, it's, now it's making me realize that he probably isn't Carl or Charlie. So 
that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he might be just like a casual kid that he's, gets picked he's, up. Okay, let the record show that Daniel's take that this guy is going to be some random. I'm saying he's not a Shelby. He's he might not be a Shelby goer. And season six part or season six, he's is, dressed very raggedy though. Hold on, Daniel thinks that season six is about Tommy Shelby grooming some random street kid. Let 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 the record show. I cannot wait in minute whatever this is twenty three of episode whatever of March twenty twenty one when I could be correct here. And that would just be nuts. Let's just make that clear. Yeah. That would be nuts. It would be nuts, but it's not going to happen. So one more, one more announcement of a character coming back via their own Instagram. And that's Annabelle Wallace, who is uh, wearing a wig and, and she takes off the wig and posted a, a, you know, a selfie of herself talking about her t-shirt, some like sponsor post, but then she says, excuse the wig hashtag at work dot, dot, dot whoa wig all right i wonder what that could be I unless, it's just, unless it's just grace hair you know what i mean it could just be like annabelle doesn't have that hair and she just has the grace wig so that's possible i hope we don't have too many grace grace visions flashbacks like the, it, it kind of gets oversaturated you speak for yourself i'm here for all so, of the grace you know that i'm a pro like this is a pro grace pro annabelle wallace podcast for storyline purposes, I don't want too many like Tommy just visions of Annabelle of a uh, Grace. You know, like like there's not a lot of time here. We have a lot of shit to fill. This is true. You know what I mean? I but, I don't I don't want people or you to think that though. You know what I mean? Like there's no reason to go into the season saying, "Oh, that was a waste of four minutes." You know, like no, in the look, episode, like we gotta let these guys break. What's my motto? What's my motto? We're not the writers. No, that no. Say it. Say it right. We're not picking from a menu. Like, we don't get to decide what is played in the show. But we can have our takes on it. When it happens, I'm not going to be mad, obviously. But we'll see. I mean, it's always great to have Annabelle Wallace. She's a phenomenal actress. Grace is one of my favorite characters, you know. If you want to go back to season three, was it season three? It was season three. Yep. Where the, I mean, obviously, if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this, you're, it's, it's very spoiler. Yeah, I think, I think we're allowed to talk about the fact that she's not alive. Yeah, I mean, if you know me, watching Grace die was one of the hardest scenes of television history for me. Like, history by far. It was like, my jaw was dropped for like two days straight. But it's just like, I, I, I want more of the present. I don't want more of the past and all this stuff. See, I want flashbacks. I would love, and I know we really got like, uh, I got my gut punched when I found out that it wasn't going to be a France flashback and instead it's going to take place in Canada and all that, all that stuff. And if you're just, if this is news to you, go ahead and listen to the last few episodes that Josh and I, and you know, we've done talking about the possibilities of, you know, some Canadian tomfoolery and all that jazz. Um, But let's, we'll stick to the present. We'll continue to make predictions for the future, Josh. And we have an exciting episode coming up for you guys on Patreon next, which is going to break down Tommy Shelby's tattoos. So if you're interested about that, if you want to know what tattoos he has or why he's got certain tattoos, we've got all the information for you and that'll be released next week. So go ahead and check out patreon.com slash by order of Peaky. As always, having a fantastic time chatting with you. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Josh, any last words for this uh, fantastic Golden Globe-worthy podcast here? I mean, if only the Golden Globes had a podcast category, right? 
oh, we would be number one by far. We would be reigning in the hardware. But. The the Hollywood Ford and Press would not know what hit them because we would bribe them in the same way that everyone else seems to bribe them. Very true, but I mean, I'm, I, this is fun. I'm, I mean, there's a lot. All, all these little tidbits and leaks have been fun. Getting us spewing. Keep getting, it coming. Keep us feed us. Yeah, feed us I mean, all all the pictures. It's smart. They're they're doing the right thing, like because they're getting people like us talking. And obviously, Stephen Knight and Anthony Byrne know that we are that our podcast exists and they want to come on. And it's just, have- it's a matter of time before we finally say yes. That's really what we're sitting. Yeah. At. It's it, we're, we're, we're mulling the offers over. It's but. called a slow play. Exactly. It's, you know, it, <laughs> we, we, we're playing chess, not checkers. Okay. And we have Anya Taylor joy to help exactly. us out. Exactly. All right, Josh, thanks so much for joining me once again. He's Josh. I'm Daniel. And we binge. So you don't have to.